What's up, Gang Cow Nation? Tasha I want to make a hit checking in, and you're about to hear the show presented by Express Sons Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. All right, greetings and good morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms and live from the Sinorama Studios. It is Wednesday, finally hump day, February the 8th on the heels of an announcement yesterday by South Carolina. I know disappointing to some, but certainly uh, we, we will get into as much as that as we possibly can today. JC will be the guy you're going to want to ping on so we can listen to him say, well, I can't say some of that, but I can say this uh, over the next couple uh, of hours. Signorama is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics, and I've got a gut feeling anything that happens to Williams-Brice Stadium over the next couple of years, Signorama is going to be directly involved in any signage that will be uh, hanging around the ballpark. 803-407-9284 and Colonial Life Arena. I might add they are in Columbia interior, exterior signs, graphics for your vehicle. Pretty much if you can dream it, they can build it. Uh, and uh, I do need to get with Matt on the idea we had yesterday, the express sunrooms. You have the shades that can automatically come down via remote control. Can they print on those? Maybe a print of my background, uh, the Arthur J. Ravenel Bridge here in the low country of Charleston. Uh, who knows? As far as I know, there are no guests today outside of Phil, JC, and myself. Carolina basketball hung in there and then lost last night, but Gigi scored a bunch of points again, if that matters. Uh, Carolina baseball, of course, is getting closer and closer uh, to first pitch. There is always recruiting to discuss, and pretty much anything else that's on your mind, the Nana Sports chat box is open, and apparently people are ready to go. What's up, guys? Not much. Uh, yeah, announcement. So, sort of an announcement to say there's going to be an announcement yesterday in a lot of ways. And uh, you know, the one thing I can say about that is, uh, since I've heard heard about this project, that they they wanted to kind of not have to deal with the state procurement process. But I guess that's 
you know, a slippery slope and there was no way around it. Um, that's going to take about 30 days. Uh, after that, I have a feeling you're going to start seeing some more tangible things uh, happen. I, I think the university said as much as they could yesterday. Um, as far as people that don't like it, I don't understand why. Uh, this is something that's going to bring a lot of revenue into the University of South Carolina and probably put it, you know, top three in the SEC, which is pretty good. Um, and I've said many times, you know, different schools have different things that they latch on to depending on where they are. And there's no oil fields in South Carolina. Uh, like there is in Texas. But we're good at hospitality, right? We're, we're good at people having a good time in South Carolina. I mean, everybody, uh, as someone that's lived out of state, and in this case, far out of state, uh, people are jealous when I say I'm from South Carolina. Well, why the hell did you move here? You know, we love it there. We want to go, you know, and and so I I think that just kind of mixes in quite nicely with, you know, sort of the state, you know, Columbia, you know, trying to, you know, make Columbia more of a destination area and also monetizing the resources that you've got. And people are like, well, how does that affect winning? You know, Uh, and I I think there's kind of two, two misnomers about this. First of all, um, uh, what Sawyer said yesterday, and I didn't want to go debate Sawyer because he just didn't have all the info, uh, but it's not just for rich fans. Okay, sure, the condos overlooking the stadium are going to cost a lot of money. To get a room at the hotel that's overlooking at the stadium, just like at Vanderbilt, you know, that hotel that overlooks there, it's going to cost you a lot of money. There's no question. But with the money they bring in from this project, it, 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 and the beauty of it is, they're going to be simultaneous upgrades while they're, they're not just going to build condos and be like, well, if we sell them and they do well, but you know, we're going to do this, you know, it's all going to happen at once. It's going to bring Williams Bryce stadium uh, and make it one of the more modern uh, football facilities in the sec. Uh, it will decrease capacity, but I'll tell you right now, uh, tickets sold and actual attendance are two different numbers. <laughs> And uh, the university's been tracking actual attendance, and they don't they don't think anybody's going to have a problem getting a ticket. In fact, uh, I think some people whose season tickets are in East Upper right now are probably going to get upgraded. So that's yeah. good. That's good. And, and, you know, East Upper, in my experience, has always been where, like, you know, the people that are the opposite of the people with money, like the people that have no money, like me, you know, I, I sat in East Upper for years. You know, I, I say, I I've, I've I occupied East Upper seats a lot. <laughs> love the vibe. I love the, it's, it's just a cool vibe up there when it's got fans. Sometimes it doesn't have a lot of fans. But uh, the, the folks that sit up there die hard. They're going to get rewarded and move down. Um, you need money to continue to build facilities. You need money to hire staff. Football is not the only sport on campus. Uh, obviously, you're going to continue to spend big in that department. Uh, but also, you know, Carolina's got some need. They need things like basketball facilities. They probably need to do basketball arena, baseball, Founders Park. Those facilities are, I don't want to say aging, but they're not what they were when the stadium first got built. They're still first class. But, you know, you, you want to talk about winning, uh, you know, investing in your program and having the money to invest and not letting financial restrictions, you know, be an issue. You know that directly plays into winning. Now, as we've seen at A and M and other places, it doesn't. It's not the end all be all. You know, you've got to have the right people in place. Uh, most importantly, but uh, I don't think this is going to squeeze anybody out. I think it's going to 
bring more foot traffic to the stadium area in Columbia. Uh, I think you, you're going to have, um, you know, somebody mentioned the battery in Atlanta. It's going to be pretty, I think, pretty similar, at least one of the phases to that. Uh, I, I think if you really thought about it, the walk from where they're proposing it is not as daunting as you think. And keep in mind, Tanner didn't confirm or deny of the presence of a golf course, and I'm not either. Uh, on 107.5 yesterday, but there's a good chance a lot of that land back there is going to be a golf resort, first class, play 18, attract PGA Tour events, that kind of thing. Um, so if you're looking at the map going, my God, I'm going to have to, go, if I'm going to the bar before the game, I'm going to have to walk a country mile. <laughs> Don't worry about that because there's different things going to different places. Uh, and then number two, uh, I I honestly think Jamie and Phil, they'll have some sort of tram service or something. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to leave dollars and foot traffic and crowds for the retail and, and restaurants and bars and things like that on the table just because it's a haul. It's, it's a little bit of a haul. Um, so I think something like that's coming. Um, yeah. And, and so some people were disappointed because of the comment Tony made that it, it would be more than a national championship. Uh, what Tony meant was sustainable resources. Now, obviously, I would trade everything around the stadium for a national championship. Everybody would, right, in the sport of football, just to have that moment. But, you know, I would also argue that that projects like this that fill your coffers, because uh, you you're in the richest conference in the country, uh, you're 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 competing against some of the richest schools in the country, and you're also competing against schools that for a hundred years have put everything into football, right? South Carolina hadn't always done that, okay? And, and and this is a big old workaround. Instead of having to pull teeth and and, and then charging the, the 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 normal fan more for Gamecock Club dues or uh, all that good stuff, it, it, it's a game changer because all these upgrades and bells and whistles and all that. Uh, my understanding is it's not going to cost the university a dime. People are like, well, how's that going to happen? I don't understand. Well, because it's a private-public partnership, and the public part of it is uh, land procurement. And the University of South Carolina is land rich. Now people are like, well, somebody else is going to do it quickly. No. Uh, there's not really another school. There's a reason South Carolina has this project. Uh, there's not really another school out there that has the combination of available land desirable locations, uh, rabid fan base, and a city the size of Columbia. You can't, uh, you know, somebody compared it to the project in Ames, Iowa, at Iowa State. There's some similarities, but this is going to be much larger, right? South Carolina is located in a bigger metropolitan area than, say, Oxford, Mississippi, or Clemson, or Starkville, or even Athens. And so, Whereas other schools may say, oh, we're going to throw some condos around here or something. Well, South Carolina's had condos around their stadium for years. This is a completely different deal. And I don't know. I started thinking, where could it be replicated around the SEC? Not Norman. That's a small suburb of Oklahoma City with pristine 1950s style streets and things like that. They don't, they don't have the, the foot traffic or the desire. Not Baton Rouge because LSU sits off away from Baton Rouge. Now, maybe. I don't know. Uh, certainly not Lexington, because I couldn't even find a parking space when I went there last time. Uh, in Lexington and Baton Rouge and Knoxville, where there's no land either, those are all similar-sized cities to Columbia. So Austin, you can't build anything in Austin like that for less than 
a billion bucks. You get you get your condos going, and you're a billion in the hole. All right, so Austin's out. You know, and I included the newbies too. You know, Gainesville, no, it's too small. Uh, on and on and on. You know, Nashville. Now, Bandy's not doing anything like that. So, so South Carolina is uniquely positioned. Um, and, and that's what's all positive about it. Now, I, I would like to apologize for those that thought, oh, man, this is going to be something like just unbelievable. We're going to throw a party and, and all that. I, as a fan, you're probably more excited about Nick Harbor committing than buildings and facilities and condos and, and, and all that good stuff. And, and I get it totally. Uh, but this is going to help. People are like, well, how does it help NIL? It never was supposed to be an NIL deal. Uh, that was a separate announcement. Um, but what it does is when you the more money you have coming into the athletic department, the less booster dependent you are. And those boosters are gladly give money to something else, i.e. NIL or, or whatever you'd like. So you can never have enough money in this business, uh, in college sports, um, South Carolina, uh, can spend what it wants, uh, you know, athletically. And they have, I think, been very uh, committed financially to doing that. But there are differences. There's a difference between the money Alabama and Auburn have and the money South Carolina has. And there's a gap. And so you got to close the gap somehow. And, and I think this project, because of what South Carolinians do well, hospitality, because of the, the deal you're getting on it where you don't have to spend money. I mean, you'd have to do Jamie and, and Phil a $500 million capital campaign, right? You know how much money that is fundraise 500 million, you know, to, for USC alone to just go build the athletics part of it. That's not to mention the hotel and golf course, all this other stuff. Okay. So, so there's, that's, that's not very realistic considering uh, Carolina got 200 million that they had to borrow for all the, the facilities upgrades you see now. And so I, I think, I think that all in all pe people need to kind of recognize that, you know, this is not something that's a slap in the face to your average fan. It's something that's going to help the average fan. Something that's going to help winning. It's something that's going to provide resources and, and it's something that's going to continue to facilitate this athletic program, getting to the next level where, it, it, it's like a, an Ohio state or a North Carolina or name flagship, you know, flagship school, ABC, Texas, who's good at everything because the, the, the demand right now at Carolina is not, uh, you know, some people may feel this way. You know, we'll just be good at football. I can care less about anything else. No, you, you're not good at baseball. People are pissed. People have expectations in men's basketball. People have expectations in women's basketball. People have expectations in men's soccer, you know, and you got to find a way to be first class and compete and all that because that's what your fan base and constituency demands. It's not just a football school. Um, and so that takes money. And I think that, uh, you know, this project with the way it's set up uh, is going to bring a lot of money into South Carolina. So I just want to say that. I, I I have a lot to say, and um, and I'm sure I, Phil, I know you you have a lot to say. We also have got some some questions in the Nana Sports chat box that we do need to make sure that we answer. But we are up against a break, so I tell you what, why don't we hit our first time out of the afternoon, and then when we return, Phil, you and I can kind of uh, give our angle of this as well, and uh, answer any questions uh, that we have and that will be 
also forthcoming. So everybody hang tight. Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms. We'll be right back. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters, and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is former All-American shortstop Drew Meyer, and you're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Gamecocks. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, to discuss a potential outdoor retreat for your home. Phil, what do you think about the 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 release? It's not an announcement. It's, it's really official release of what's to come. What were your initial thoughts? Well, you know... I like the concept of turning that 
dead space and industrial wasteland that happens to exist around a lot of the facilities when it comes to athletics, at least the stadiums and arenas, uh, into nice, usable, you know, areas, let's say. Uh, you know, it, I'm cautious to jump on board with anything immediately that's a public-private prop. A partnership without actually looking at some details and figuring out how that split's actually going to be done. Um, because I'm, I'm not a fan of like cities investing, you know, millions and, you know, tens of millions of dollars into like new stadiums and things like that, just to say they have a new stadium if it isn't going to, you know, if it isn't going to pay off in the long run. But the way everything's laid out, I think, you know, and, and one of the things I think really drives me to kind of lean towards this, obviously, outside of impact to recruiting and things like that, because just think about it. If you've got this, uh, you know, multi-use, new, shiny object, it's only going to help recruits when they bring them in for any of the, you know, big revenue sports that you're wanting major recruits in just to have this environment around there. Um it expands the footprint of the university to where, you know, it's, it's nice, usable space, <laughs> but yeah. the, at the same time, you just, uh, you, you got to be cautiously optimistic as to how it's going to be worded. Who's going to, whose back's getting scratched and things like that. So that's the, my main concern here is like, okay, let's see what the details are. Some of these finer points that come out. I agree with the grand overall, concept but uh we need to look at the nuts and bolts uh my first comment of the afternoon is good morning to willie brown listening to us or watching us from houston texas uh that i saw the Dana sports chat box willie morning. we appreciate that and i uh, hope you're having a wonderful day over there and uh in the uh the lone star state and hopefully you wear your gamecock stuff proud um i uh, i i so the word integrity has continued to come to mind for as long as I've known about this project, which is which has been a little while. Obviously, have not known the total details, and we won't actually know those for a little bit while longer. Um, but um, but I want to protect the integrity of what what personally speaking, my personal interests, which are what I have known to love for you know almost forty years of my life, uh, which is Williams Bryce Stadium. Uh, it is it is what we call home. Uh, there's a reason why Shane says welcome home. He's right. For people like Phil and JC and myself and the thousands of you that watch and listen to us every day, a large majority of you probably did what we all did. We grew up in that ballpark. And, um, and you know, I, I want to make sure that the integrity of Williams-Brice Stadium is protected. I have, and I'm glad that this bug was pretty much squashed. I think Whittle mentioned it yesterday on uh, the Big Spur. You know, I have zero interest in them, at least in my lifetime, ever building a new stadium. Uh, because I, I have so much invested into Williams Bryce Stadium. Um, now, with that said, I, I look back over 25 years, I, I would say, almost 25 years, let's, let's call it 20 plus years, and applaud the University of South Carolina and the city of Columbia for how far they've come. Because the facilities right now are really dang good. Um, we can all gripe. These are first world problems to bitch and moan about things at Colonial Life Arena and Founders Park and williams Price Stadium, but those are all outstanding facilities. Okay, we, we could serve like as it stands today. We have great facilities. the 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 fact of the matter, though, is if you stand pat, you will be left behind. 
And and that is why they're always forward thinking. Chance Miller, I know that Whittle also yesterday mentioned Steve Eigenbrot, who's now moved on. He's the new AD at Towson. So certainly congratulations to him. And Coach Tanner. And Coach Tanner has always been forward thinking because I could tell you, Drew Meyer could tell you better than I could, but Drew, when he committed to South Carolina to come play baseball, was told that a new stadium was on the horizon that did not arrive until 2009. For those wondering, Drew left school in the draft in 2002. Um, but uh, Coach Tanner, once he arrived at South Carolina, one of the first things that they began to, to look at was either upgrading or renovating the Sarge or building a new ballpark because it was necessary at that point in time, right? And they did. So this is something that's kind of been in his arsenal for a long, long time, uh, and he is now the leader of the athletics program, of course, as we all know. A couple of other things here. Um, certainly excited to see them utilize the – the land that is owned by South Carolina along the river, it does feel like something that is, is long overdue. Um, when you go to Knoxville, it is neat to be by the river, the Tennessee River that runs right by uh, Thompson Bowling Arena and uh, Thompson Bowling Arena and Neyland Stadium. Um, not saying that people will be able to bring their yachts up the Congaree, but it will be neat to be able to at least access it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and then also, um, you know, if you if you go back, one of one of the guys we all know this one of the long term gripes was essentially having a football stadium that was basically off campus at South Carolina. You go to places like Athens and Knoxville and Gainesville or wherever, and and you felt right in the thick of that university. But that wasn't always the case here at Carolina. Um, now you have turned what used to be viewed as a negative into a positive because we've already seen it change over the last you know 10 plus years. Uh, major major props to Eric Hyman and Ray Tanner and Steve Spurrier and Will Muschamp, whom a lot of people forget was heavily involved in the development of the new facility across the street of Williams Price. And of course now Shane Beamer and many, many others. Uh, they have all continued to work and kind of picked off, pick up where the other one left off. And now this is expanding even even further. So, um, you know, what once was a negative is now kind of a positive. It's almost like the game football village is being formed right there off of Bluff Road. And I'm really encouraged by that. I, I can't wait to see what's going to be there. I, I hope that they will protect the integrity of the ballpark. And I'll say this finally, and, and this is what is, I believe, um, most important, or I'd say 1B along with the integrity of the ballpark. Um I was really disinterested in hearing anything that was going to cost me or my fellow blue collar fans any more money. Uh, but I, I all I can. And, and, um, and, you know, I know a lot of people that do, my uncle's been giving for 55 years and he can't even go to games anymore and he's still giving. All right. So, you know, we, we do everything we can. My understanding of this project is this is not only going to make things better for me, but it's not going to cost me a penny more to enjoy what I enjoy. And in years past, that has not been the case. They've had to increase at times. They, and I get that. that that's, that's simple economics. I understand that. I understand college athletics, and I absolutely get what they have tried to do and needed to do to achieve the goals they've needed to achieve, which they have done that. But to your point earlier, JC, you're talking about four, five, six, 700 and beyond capital improvement projects these things go on all over the country all the time they come out of the pockets of taxpayers they come out of the pockets of donors this is not something that is going to to, to have that effect 
This is something that might be able to actually affect all of us blue-collar folks who, as you mentioned, sit in the east upper, sit in the south lower, where I've sat my entire life, in the west upper, and so on and so forth. We're the people that built the program, and we feel like that. Because we don't necessarily take vacations to the Bahamas. We take seven vacations a year to williams Price Stadium. And I don't want to be priced out of my seats. I want to be able to go watch Carolina football because I love it. And, um, and so I'm really encouraged by how they're trying to do this to make sure that everybody will benefit. Those that have plenty of money and want to purchase a suite or a condo, that is wonderful. And, and, and it is necessary in this climate that we're in. Those that don't, like myself, um, we're, we're just fine in the south end zone, and I'm happy I'll be able to continue to sit there without having to give more and more money to do so. Yeah, yeah uh, I couldn't I, have said I agree it completely. Yeah, that it, it's not going to cost us anything extra, uh, at least on its face. So that's the good thing, and you know, and that's and and you referenced it too, Jamie. Is that it? Just seemed like you know the the stadium was off campus because you know you got a river there, you got you know empty space all around it. There's a fairgrounds, and you got to tie it all together somehow, and and you know just kind of bringing some continuity and flow from the university downtown. Uh, across the river into the stadium area is going to be nice. I mean, I, it, everything looks good, you know, just, we just need to see how it all plays out. <laughs> it is my, it is my understanding in JC or Phil, I'll let whoever, one of you, I'll let you start getting in and answering some of these, some of these questions here. Howard, I love that 58 been going there since you were eight. Happy 50th anniversary. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, it is, uh, Oh gosh, I've totally lost my train of, train of thought here i don't even know what i was about to say something um i guess it doesn't matter it'll come back to me in just a minute but in the meantime we'll take a look at the uh at the nanosports chat box and um and see what questions can be answered jc you're better suited to, to answer most of these than i am uh and so you you have at it phil lead us off where are we where are we going let's see Greg wants so- a casino that's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. Unless, unless we designated an Indian reservation down there by the river, I don't think a casino is showing up to William's price. You know, you know, state of South Carolina needs to catch up with that because that would be a cash cow. Yes, it would, but that's wow. going to take some major shaking up down on Gervais. I, and, I do uh, love going to Harris <laughs> up in Cherokee, man. It is a fun, fun, fun place. Yeah, I saw Ron White there. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Nana Sports Chat Boss Clint says, I know it's early. I found. It interesting. Hale has two pieces on quarterback Ryan Montgomery. Uh, yeah, from Finley, Ohio. His brother was a four-star offensive tackle recruit. He's a quarterback, uh, probably one of the best quarterbacks in 2025 that we know about right now. And he's going to visit. And family like South Carolina, going to be hard to pull him from those Buckeyes, right? Because he's a Buckeye State kid. Uh, but you got to shoot your shot. And he's already been talking to Dowell Loggins and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it does mean something. He's a big-time player. Um Long snapper commit today. I had his name, and then I got distracted. <laughs> He's 2023. Jordan Frank is his name. He's from Wisconsin. So add another state to the roster, man, because right. they got a punter from Illinois. They got a Bam Martin Scott's from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, you're adding New York City uh, and uh, Eddie Lewis uh, on that. And Shoot, you had a kid from Massachusetts and uh, Carlos Patel. So the, the the geographic representation continues to expand here. Yeah. But this is a guy that uh, uh, from Verona, Wisconsin, I'm not quite sure where that is, 
supposedly one of the better long snappers in the country. He'll come as a preferred walk-on for this class. So he's coming in with all these guys. And, you know, I think we saw if you have a good long snapper, that's, that's pretty solid for you, right? Long snapper holder type, you know, those guys, uh, those guys can make things happen. So uh, it, it's all that. And Pete Limbo, of course, we all trust him uh, with all that good stuff. Um, Xavier says, morning, Jets. Hope you guys are finer than frog's hair. Split three ways today. Frog's hair. Uh, everybody's got to get more. Lance plays. Yeah, frog legs aren't bad. Yeah, fro- uh, Lance players in the house says, so is Montague Rames done for good, or y'all think he'll get a chance? I can't. I don't know. Um, without, I mean, I, the word is two of those three guys probably will be back, you know, but there's no guarantee. I mean, you know, you, you can't have a gun on campus, man. <laughs> uh, but like I said today, cause I, I got asked about it on Tuscaloosa radio, uh, Wimp Sanderson said, is there trouble in South Carolina with discipline? I said, no, you know, look. On campus to me, like if I were that age, right, I would probably think, you know, because, you know, you, you have very liberal gun laws in South Carolina uh, and all that, you know, to me, when I hear don't have a gun on school property, I'm thinking high schools and I'm thinking classrooms, laboratories, uh, things like the Russell House, you know, that those kind of common areas. Uh, and I don't know that I'm necessarily thinking about my dorm room, which is in your head. You may think oh, it's a private residence. Well, it's not. So they did violate the law and then they were less than cooperative or whatever. That's what the charges uh, they have what they have. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know that uh, I, I can't say any of them will be done. I, and and I, I think that it, it, it'll be one of those things that just, just kind of plays out um, as, as we've all seen. I, after getting the details of it, I, I think it was a dumb mistake, you know, right. obviously. But when I was that age, <laughs> woo, I did a lot of dumb things. Uh, and and I, it didn't it didn't seem to me like it was malicious. You, you no. see what I'm saying? I don't know. Uh, there's some malice. I mean, you bring a rifle to class. Yeah, that's not cool, man, at all. And it's not cool they had it in the dorm. But, you know, the dorm could be, to me, is sort of a gray area. You know, with, well, yes, it's on campus, but it's kind of where I live. And so, you know, there's kind of things like that. So, um, I think they get a second chance. Missouri, as you mentioned, won. Uh, Tristan says, JC, Mike Morgan still hasn't watched the program. I don't know. I missed last week's week's episode. I did catch the one line Mike had that Karate Kid Part 3 was an insult to American cinema. (laughs) Well, you know, I talked to Mike this morning. He, uh, he is uh, breaking news to both of you, planning to come on with us next week to preview baseball season and discuss a little hoops. So Great. we will uh, we'll, we'll go down the movie roster with him while we've got him and um, and let him let him you know settle some scores. Absolutely, Dylan. As, as yeah, Mike Mike can definitely settle some scores, and I, I bet he watched the program. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that would uh, escape him escape him for that that long. Uh, he's a he's a movie guy, but he's highly critical of Hollywood, which I, I love that about him. Yeah, because I, I agree I agree with most of what he says. I am with you. Yeah, Dylan says new project program. Mike, come on. <laughs> with the new project in Columbia, <laughs> are they trying to make it something like the Battery in Atlanta and Truist Park? 
Yeah, but bigger um, in, in multiple sites around the city. Uh, you know, phase two is Colonial Life Arena. I can, I can tell you just based on what I hear, the Founders Park area could be in the, the, the riverfront in Columbia in general, uh, university or not university, could end up getting a big well, I don't know, facelift to be developed, whatever. Um, you know, there's, I don't know much about floodplains and lands and stuff. I do know you can build a golf course on a floodplain though. Yes, you can. There's a lot there of them in go. the uh, low country of South Carolina around here. Yeah, right. A lot of them. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Clint was the biggest difference, I think, details. to bear in mind about what's going on here in Atlanta is this is not all just public money being dumped in. I mean, it's not like the taxpayers Absolutely. of Columbia are footing this bill. That's, that's one of the major differences here. So yeah. this is, you know, the university and a private funding partner is my understanding uh, doing this. And basically all the money's coming from not the university. <laughs> no, I, and, yeah. and, the, and, I, and I think one of the great quotes of all time is we all have a fear of the unknown. And, and right now, everything essentially is unknown until it's not. So, you know, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to pump the brakes on being critical of anything until I see it. Uh, and, and I got a gut feeling once we see it, we're not going to be as critical as we once thought we may be. I'm definitely with you there. I, and, I, and I think, uh, yeah, Clint's wanting more details. We all do, right? Yeah. Um, That's a, by the way, that is a formality, what they needed to do yesterday. It's state law. So they, they had to, they have to do what they did yesterday. And there is a reason why they did it the way that they did it. Right. Uh, I mean, there wasn't a there wasn't an abundance of media. There wasn't a Q&A. It's not what it was. It was we're, we're letting you know we're doing this because we have to. We'll let you know what we're doing here. I'd say pretty soon. Yeah, I think I don't I don't expect this thing to drag. No. Uh, Saunders said five or seven years. I think maybe to have all the phases, including the unannounced phases, complete. But look, when the when the government builds something like <laughs> the highway, that <laughs> takes years, you know. Especially like places like Illinois, where I think you have to negotiate daily with the the freaking highway workers union and stuff and all that. And, but it still takes forever in South Carolina, places like that too. Uh, yeah. uh, government government moves slow. The private <laughs> sector does not. They build uh, they, they highways build... in Illinois. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, and, and surprisingly, <laughs> considering you're taxed out the ass here, uh, they're worse than South Carolina's roads. Oh. It's Fix probably a situation roads. where they're perpetually under construction. Right, that way there can always be money flooding into the. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff I suspect takes place around this, this burg I'm in right now, but, uh, you know, so, uh, but heck they built a toll road. Phil knows about it in Greenville, the Southern connector. It's a big stretch of road. Yeah. Quick. I mean, that, that, that bad boy was up in a year. Remember they built it. They talked about it, talked about it. Then finally they had to go ahead. Boom. You know, never mind the, the 85 and 385 interchange is a disaster or has been a disaster. That, that, that toll road. They it took longer to fix quick. that than it did to build the toll road. It took longer to re- exactly. redo the 85-385 merge. Yeah, yeah but yeah. somehow, and, you know, somehow. Still, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, no, I have still have only been on that toll road being a, you know, Greenvillian uh, less than a handful of times. 
That was Columbia, yeah. I, I, I used to do it when I go from town. Yeah. If I go from Columbia to Cle- from Columbia to Clemson or Columbia to Atlanta, you, you do that. But yeah, that was um. When I used to come down from Nashville to Columbia and go through Greenville, which kind of sounds weird, but if you hit the connector, it's kind of it's pretty easy. Well, but then you have places like the great state of Florida. You know, uh, a hurricane wipes out an entire road, and within a week, the whole thing's built again. Yep. <laughs> Put it right. Things back. are going well down in Florida. <laughs> I mean, people are still I mean, insane. I mean, there's still a lot of crazy people that live there, but uh, life's yeah. good in Sunshine State. Saunders yeah. says, will it make it more or less affordable for the average fan because it takes $100 of big time commitment to show up to a football game? I don't think it's going to affect you any unless you want to go – I mean, you know, what's affecting your price to go to a football game now is inflation and groceries, you know, because, you know, those deviled eggs I was telling everybody about. Remember one time I got in trouble at a tailgate for eating all the deviled eggs. This woman literally smacked my hand and jerked her Tupperware back from me because I'd had three. I think it's a reasonable amount of deviled eggs, yeah, that's, uh, that's especially, hunt, you know, trying trying to kill a hangover a little bit there. Uh, but those deviled eggs are going to cost you a whole lot more now, right? Uh <laughs> Fried chicken's a little bit more, you know, that's what's killing the price. But look, I I don't think at all, guys, this is going to raise ticket prices. There's no reason to raise ticket prices because it's not like, like I said, again, it's a public-private partnership and it's not, there's not a lot of, there's no upfront money, right? Uh, I, I would imagine there could be some infrastructure that the state has to take care of because it would be a situation where, that's what they would do regardless, you know? So, but I, I think that, um, you know, there, there's no, in fact, I think it'll lower ticket prices uh, to a certain extent. Um, and well, of course you're, 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 you're going to have less seats. So if the demand somehow increases, maybe it does, you know, go up, especially on the secondary market. But, you know, I, I think it's going to be, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's going to increase cost at all. Um, I, I did see Garrett asked earlier, been hearing a 10 to 15 year timeline. Is that accurate? I'll, I'll tell you, no, that is not accurate. I'm not sure where that came from, but that's not accurate. No, I think uh, five to seven total all, all completion. Maybe, maybe it bumps up to 10. Like if they do build a new basketball arena, I, I would anticipate that kind of being toward the end uh, of everything. Um, is they have to figure out where to put it. I think the original plan, the rumor was fairgrounds, but that's not fairgrounds aren't happening. Right. So, uh, you know, I did find it interesting. They talked about land around colonial life arena, right? <laughs> so, uh, I personally think you could build a very nice arena and a practice facility and all that right around there and then tie it in with retail and condos and all that. Uh, but we'll see. Basketball yeah. is one of the things that really intrigues me about this project because basketball has gotten the short end of the stick. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, as far as since they built the CLA, you know, they've kind of tried to piece it together. It's a revenue sport. Um, right. You know, uh, the Braves cost more to attend. I, is it tickets? I, I don't know. I mean, I know there's bars around uh, Turner Field or Battery, the Battery Park, Truist Field or whatever. Those bars are expensive on game day, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, the Braves 
did not sell almost 50,000 season tickets either, though. The Gamecocks did. Uh, yeah. that, that certainly will make a little bit of an impact there. JT, we are we are past due for a break, but before we hit it, anybody oh. that does build a new business along Bluff, Bluff Road coinciding with this, hopefully they'll uh, they'll have their business painted by a couple of painters. And uh, you can find them at lemmepaintsomething.com, L-E-M-M-E, like lemmepaintsomething.com. A couple of painter services, all of South Carolina and Georgia. Full, sir. Uh, they are full service. They are insured, and they are yeah, they're licensed. So if they do it, they're they're allowed to be there. Uh, make sure that you check out LetMePaintSomething.com. Always, of course, go to their Facebook page as well uh, for a couple of painters, and uh, they can probably get you a better quote than you've already gotten because I know the one I got from them is two grand less than the previous one I had gotten, and that's why we will hire a couple of painters. Eight zero three five two two six eight. Three two five two two six eight three two. They'll stain paint indoors, outdoors, you name it. Fences, decks, gamecock rooms. Get that gamecock room done before football season rolls back around next year. You're going to want it. A couple of painters painting inside the gamecocks. The show garnet and black. Phil, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail. He has. He better hang on too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks. Cock Nation. Do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers in the soul. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. It's brought to you by Express Centers in Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, or shoot John an email at johnb at expresssunrooms.com. He'll be happy to talk to you about enclosing a porch or a patio 
We're doing a sunroom addition to your home this year. And the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. Cindy will be happy to help you with your upstate residential real estate needs. Give her a call, 864-414-5271. Um, let, me get, let me squeeze something in here real quick before we get back uh, into, into our, our discussion from the desk of Tony Shufo with the South Carolina Athletics Hall of Fame. Many of you might recognize that name, former voice of the College of Charleston. His son, Nick, at one point in time was committed to play baseball for the Gamecock. We're heading off in the first round. Uh, but um, Tony is the uh, is the um, media guy now for the South Carolina Athletics Hall of Fame. This is pretty cool. The South Carolina Athletics Hall of Fame, in addition to, in addition to enshrining – I'm talking about the state of South Carolina now. The state of South Carolina is Athletic Hall of Fame. In addition to enshrining eight legends this year, we'll also honor Hootie and the Blowfish uh, for staging their annual Monday after the Masters Golf Pro-Am. Uh, quote, the band will be recognized with the prestigious Willie Jeffries Ambassador for Sports Award as part of the annual Hall of Fame induction ceremony and banquet May 15th at the Convention Center in Columbia. So that, uh, that's going to be pretty neat to see those guys get honored for what they have not only done for music in the state, but also, of course, for sports in the Monday after the Masters Pro, and they're all huge sports guys. I've known Darius for a little while, and, and Mark Bryan's guys are solid. I think we all know that. For those that are wondering who's in the class this year, representing the University of South Carolina is Coach Mark Burson, former wideout Robert Brooks, and track and field standout Don Ellerby. Clemson is represented by quarterback Woody Dantzler and golf coach Larry Penley. Also, almost Gamecock, Jermaine O'Neal, who left for the NBA from Eau Claire High School, he will be inducted into the Sacramento Athletics Hall of Fame. And so will Georgia Tech's Joe Hamilton from down this way in Alvin, uh, South Carolina. He started Macedonia High School. Charles Smith of Antioch and Darlington County will be trying posthumously uh, for uh, his outstanding play in Negro League Baseball. So congratulations to all of them. Congratulations to Hootie and the Blowfish. So oh, wait, hold on, uh, JB. You're JB, we bit. got we got yeah. your mic. Uh, we're going to kick you out and bring you back in. It sounded really okay. fast. Oh, now know. you sound okay. Now you're fine. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, but you're fine just, now. Did y'all hear it? Immediate. Yeah, yeah we could hear it through hopping and scratchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, folks. Was it, Sorry about was that. it scratchy? It was, yeah. A little it was scratchy. Like, I don't know what, like, something like the internet was kind of... It, it sped up, like, it was like... <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was like it was trying to keep up with you or buffering, and then you were like... <laughs> I, I, those of you worried about it, Jan, Jan, my buddy Jan's one of them. I, you know, I can't guarantee you that prices are never going to go up, right? Because that's just how it goes. They've gone up many times over the years. I just don't see how this project is going to force ticket prices and the Gamecock Club dues up. Because I, I would think that would be a logical assumption if it weren't for the fact that the university is spending no money on this. So that that would be my, well, yeah. you know, if they were if they were going out taking out a big loan and building all this stuff. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably be a little critical of it to be honest. I'd be like, "Well, come on, man! I mean, I know you're trying to get into the business here and and, and all that, but an athletics department is probably not the most equipped 
to, to, to go be a developer, you know, uh, then you got a partner, uh, but the money's not, I mean, it, I, I don't, other than just normal run of the mill prices being raised as, as happens, you know, in, in athletics, I just don't, I just, I don't see how this is going to impact that. Well, and you've got a new media deal coming. Well. Yeah. yeah. That's going to pay about 110 million a year. Right. Uh, into the coffers, so the I, I just the football don't... program and the demand for tickets will be what increases the costs of. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would think <laughs> that not this, not this project, and I and I think they'll find a way to. I mean, I think one of the things Gamecock Nation won't, or I would like, a lot of Gamecock fans feel this way. I mentioned my people up in East Upper. You know that crowd's diminished through the years because they had the seat licenses, and it did it did price some people out. Uh, I know the idea has been kicked around to to kind of in certain sections bring back the bargain, bring back the bargains from back in the day, uh, right. and, and to kind of open it up for more people that love the Gamecocks and want to see it. I mean, and I agree, guys. It is getting expensive. Um, it's a lot more expensive than it used to be. But I also think this: while everyone else was raising prices because they saw what was coming, facilities wise, they saw what was coming revenue wise. Uh, around the SEC, uh, South Carolina, Mike McGee w- was kind of, I don't know, he just didn't really buy into all that stuff. Uh, they haggled and haggled and haggled over the CLA. Now, he could hire coaches and was a great AD in a lot of ways. Uh, God bless his soul. But when Eric Hyman took over, Carolina's 10 years behind facilities-wise because there was just nothing done. Yeah. Now, McGee did come from SC and Cincinnati, which are two urban-esque campuses. And so maybe it didn't matter as much back then or or those other two places, but it it got everybody behind. And that's why Hyman had to ruffle feathers and raise things and all that. So so, uh, South Carolina has been less aggressive with price increases and things uh, than maybe some other schools. Now, shoot, it's 100 what hundred hundred bucks to see the Clemson game now? It's a lot, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but it's uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. So I, I, I don't really, I don't know how this pro. I think this project will serve to, I don't know, prevent them from having to raise prices. I mean, I, that that would be my. Opinion. Well, and I see like Saunders says, if they're removing seats, it's a one thousand percent certainty average ticket price will go up. No, not necessarily. Now, remember, they're going to be adding suites and condos and hotels and stuff. Like, it's it's it. it this isn't. We're talking apples and oranges here. You, it's it's hard to have an apples and apples conversation because we don't have all the details. So if you're removing seats, yeah. but you're removing them in lieu of more suites, which they are building, those are coming. Revenue, you're, yeah, you're yeah, you're you're talking about a different form of revenue here. Uh, that's you know they're they're not going to. I wouldn't think. I don't have this set in stone. I did talk to some people last night when I was seeing Coach Beamer here in Charleston that seemed to have a better grasp on it than I do. But I, I don't think the intention is let's add all these suites and then charge the rest of the stadium to pay for them so these rich people can sit in them. That's not it's not what's behind this. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, I, I don't see that at all. No. So um I I, I think in, in these 
you know, from what Tanner said, there's a big waiting list on people that want seats at, or suites at Williams Bryce. Um, so I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't see the downside in any of this. And, and I think it, it is a way for South Carolina to kind of work around some of the challenges of being South Carolina, so to speak. It's a unique yeah. fan base, a unique school, a unique bed of base of support. Um, you know, I, I think because the Gamecocks were so far behind uh, in the mid 2000s and prices went went up quick and that coincided with Spurrier and success and all that, you know, people are a little bit, I mean, I see it with the NIL stuff, you know, I, people are like, Oh, more really. You're going to ask us to pay, you know, uh, because it, the prices did kind of increase quickly. Uh, and, and that's along with everything else right now in this economy going up, which is why, Quite frankly, uh, I think Gamecock Nation, I, I almost get emotional thinking about, like, the support that, that, that the Gamecock fan base gave this football team this year. Uh, really, mm -hmm. every game was sold out. Uh, whether or not everybody, every seat was taken, that's a different story. A right, you know, a huge crowd to the Gator Bowl. You know, people were, you know, I mean, you guys have – Nobody needs to complain about the fan base. You know, uh, I, I think that there may have been a time period there with, with, at the end of the Muschamp era where people were kind of starting to lose hope a little bit. But the hope's back and the support's back. And that, that's when you go around the country, that's literally the best thing uh, that people talk about. Well, South Carolina's got great fans. And they do. They do. Um, I know we got to. Everybody wants to get rid of Ah, I, I haven't looked at the clock like I normally have. I've been talking we, more today. We've noticed that. Yeah. Uh, no, Madison, the cockabooses are not in danger. They'll be they'll be fine. Maybe they can add nah, more. They're, they're, they're not going anywhere. No. Because I did go back and see the comments. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, who knows that? Nuts. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Greg meant by the speed suits him well. Actually, speed suits my wife well. I know that. Um, that's a funny the job done. That's funny right there. Well, I don't care who you are. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Get her done. Uh, you're the man, Greg. You keep up the good work, pal. All right. We got a hour one is in the books. Yep. We'll see y'all here in a couple minutes. <laughs> Be right back. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you 
to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your Lowcountry real estate broadcaster. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline it picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give them a call to talk about a sunroom for your home. 803-446-4662. Sorry, I'm getting distracted here. I'm looking at... <laughs> here's, here's what I'm doing. I'm actually looking at tickets for the SEC women's uh, basketball tournament <laughs> upcoming wow. and trying to secure those. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Stella's yeah. basketball. Okay. Well, don't yeah. mind us. Yeah, no, I know, right? Yeah, we're only oof, trying to do a show here. It oof, just hit me. I was like, oh, damn, that's in Greenville, isn't it? <laughs> it was yeah. fan plans that did it. So any of y'all coming up here to Greenville, you know, you know, stay the weekend there, do it through fan plans inside the Gamecocks. That way uh be supporting one of our sponsors. But no, uh, so we've got combine invites is what uh, I understand. Uh, JC, JP, who wants to go on that? Because I didn't get the email. I'm not in the loop. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Jovan Gwynn, Zach Pickens, Darius Rush, Cam Smith all were invited, but then Jalen Brooks also got an invite. And I, I'm i not that surprised by that. I thought Jalen had a really good year. There were, I'm not either. There were some times he was kind of quiet. I thought he was much more consistent catching the ball. Uh, those reverse plays, uh, I call them the um, – the Perry Orth, Damani Staley plays because they were man so slow developing. It was like, uh, all right, Jalen's got the ball. There he goes. Oh, <laughs> here he goes. You know, um, Jalen's not a slow player, but it was kind of like that Perry Orth keeper against AM or the Damani Staley pick six or the, the reverses to Hayden Hurst, you know. But man, it worked every single time for at least 10, 15 yards, most of the time a touchdown. Uh, so he's sneaky fast, uh, you know, big bodied kid. Uh, I think he's got a chance. I really do. Um, so I think that's, uh, it's a pretty positive thing, uh, that he made it. And then of course, Zach and Darius and Cam and Jovan were kind of expected. So wh- where's Dylan want I thought he was, uh, he opted out to prepare. For yeah. Right. Uh, exactly. I mean, this is, um, it's what I mentioned last week. You know, I, I think that these opt outs for, uh, the NFL draft, uh, it, it's a, it's a, a lot of it's a, just a crock of crap. It really is, you know, uh, it's a trend. It's, it's maybe it's what's cool. I don't know, 
it's not cool for me to skip out on your teammates, but this, you know, not to pick on Dylan Wonham, but this happens all over the country every year. You get kids that opt out. They don't even get invited to the combine. Half of them don't even get in draft. Don't even get drafted. You know, the, the best Nick Saban hit the nail on the head. You want to argue with Nick Saban? Have at it. Go argue with the greatest coach of all time. He said the best way to prepare for the NFL draft is to play the damn game. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody can have their opinion, but the, I'll take the guys won all the national championships. I'll let him tell me what's right and wrong. I don't know what's right and wrong compared to a guy like that. So, you know, if he thinks, I don't know, Bryce Young thinks maybe playing in the game might be the best thing for him. I, I might be the top pick in the draft this year, guys. Maybe, maybe it's okay to go ahead and play your bowl game with your teammates. I mean, everybody's got a different situation, but. Yeah, that's something that really gets under my skin. I can't stand hearing all that stuff. Respect my decision and the whole nine yards, the copy paste crap. Get out of here. Mm. You know, yeah, you got a room of 100 you know. guys. You're, you're letting yeah. them down. Yeah, I mean, you're sitting there. I'm sure the underwear Olympics metrics have something to do with the sway over what your draft position is. But, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna study your tape more to actually see how you react against, you know, oh, I don't know, a defense or an offense and how you play in that scenario more so than – the size of your hands i mean I, if, ah. if you're if you're dylan which i have a lot of respect for dylan wonham and his brother they were they were gamecocks I, I absolutely wish them the best thank them for everything they did it was fantastic to watch him play and pull for him every year but i mean if you're dylan Wonham, what are you doing in that time that is going to be better than playing against notre dame's defense right i think daddy o says it right here in the chat box the award-winning nata sports chat box Kids get too much bad advice. And that was the other side of that is, you know, I think that, you know, these kids put together teams of people who may not necessarily have their best interest at heart, uh, seeing what potential dollar signs could be out there and maybe, you know, kind of leading them in the wrong decision. You know, I t one of the arguments I got into this with somebody not long ago, not on the air, but somebody said to me, but, yeah, they're taking a risk of a major injury. I said, I want you to calculate how many major injuries have actually happened over the years. They, It feels like more because when one does happen, that those, those that love that narrative and they all have national platforms, they take it, they run with it, and then it looks like it's some big epidemic. Okay? It really does not happen that often, ever. Like No. Really I, 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 Matt Corral got hurt in the Sugar Bowl – Last year, and you know, you'd think the world ended. Oh my god, yeah. I can't believe it's an unbelievable bad bull, you know, it's meaningless bowl games. It's a narrative that everybody pushed because they don't like college football. It's amazing because most of them that push this make a good living covering the sport, but they, you know, they don't like the bowl games, so therefore nobody else should like the bowl games. You know, oh, the bowl games are meaningless. Well, yeah, if you're a sports writer and you don't really have a dog in the fight and you have to go cover the Bahamas. Oh, but let me back up the Detroit bowl in, in December. Yeah. You're not going to like bowl games, but that's a personal preference, not what's good for the sport or good for the players. Yep. Um, and these are the same people that, that want unfettered transfers and $9 million uh, to start for a uh, five-star quarterback. It's the same stupidity that's out there. It's unrealistic. Yeah. It's not, yeah. um, it's not It's not something that, uh, that needs and 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 what's kind of funny is uh, they all they all don't like coaches, <laughs> uh, which is amazing because they all have good some have real good relationships with coaches and sources and stuff. But you know some of the things they say about coaching salaries and stuff like that uh, is way out of whack. So um, 
you know, I, I, I agree there. Um, but you know, the opting out things become, you know, super cool these days. Uh, I think statistically, if you look and, and look, I'll say this as someone that also backed up Debo Samuel when he wanted to sit out the belt bowl, I, I thought in his situation, you know, you finally made it through a year healthy. Your draft stock is really high. Um, and what got me concerned, I mean, and, and it's not like Debo pranced around, you know, like a ninny uh, and only turned it on when he had the ball. I mean, the dude covered a punt against Akron his last game and recovered it for a touchdown. <laughs> you know, he's out there playing special teams. So I, I, but with Debo's situation, I was like, yeah, you know, there's somebody that hadn't stayed healthy their whole career, finally made it through the year. You know, they could probably skip the belt bowl and not risk it. But, um, you know, other than that, I'm like, you know, what, what's the difference really between playing in a bowl game uh, and playing in the senior bowl? It, 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 there's still yeah. a chance of, of – Why maybe, Why would you, you play know? in the senior bowl if you're not going to play in a bowl game that actually matters? Yeah. So. Because, oh, I, and, I, and somebody told me this. Well – because it's, it's where you're showcasing your talents. Oh, so you weren't showcasing your talents the 12 games you played in the regular season? You're just going to go to the Senior Bowl and pull out some talent nobody knows about? It's not yeah, a talent and, show. And, it's football. Like, and, and I, yeah. yeah. I, and I get it. I, I also think, you know, that, that, you know, in certain situations, it's prudent. In certain situations, it's like, and look, Dylan Wanham, in fairness to him, a lot of people don't know how serious his back injury was when he, uh, yeah, and, and, that, and that's that's a very painful thing, and sure. you know, that may have flipped, but on the surface, it made no sense to me. I was like, well, that that's crazy. So, I well, and you and know, you're, and you're and that, and I want to correct myself on that because you're not wrong about that. Darius Rush also dealing with some things, by the way, an outstanding human being is Darius Rush. Yeah, if you've got some type of injury thing, bug where it's like, I, I just you know, I don't know. I get that. Like, that makes a lot of sense. You know, if you're a pitcher and you're in the College World Series and you got the draft going on and you're you're like, man, I, you know, I've had some issues. I can go, but I've had some issues. But you're probably a projected first rounder, the life-changing money type stuff. And you don't pitch as much as I really don't like it. I understand it and I can respect it. I get it. I get it. But – there are so many other kids that it's it's just beca- it's like it's like the it's like the the transfer it's like their their you know their transfer twitters it's copy and paste we're in a copycat world is what we are I mean I'm just gonna tell you like it is like if somebody wants to argue with me and disagree fine but you, for whatever reason you know this wasn't the case up until what three years ago for a hundred years of football you know people actually thought for themselves now everybody sees it on Twitter and oh that's what I'm gonna do. You know, I think it's just I think it's a load of crap and it's 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 happening across the country and it's not fair to the kids that are actually playing the games. I mean, did, did Zach Pickens play in the bowl game? No, no. Mm-mm. Why? I know he didn't. Why? He's worried about injury. Was he hurt? I mean, has he been hurt in four years at Carolina? I, yeah, I like that. But the other side of it is Matt Corral, you know, still drafted in what the third or fourth round. He's making almost a million dollars a year being Which hurt is probably for Carolina. Yeah, that's where he was going <laughs> to be, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he wasn't going to be any higher, you know, than third or fourth round. 
No. No. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was like it didn't affect his, you know, draft stock at all. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't like it. I, I just don't like it. I, um, yeah. I, Quant- Quantrell mentions it's, it's the cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody that pushed that narrative knew what they were doing. And Quantrell makes a point about generational wealth. And, and I agree that that waits on yeah. the other side. You don't, if you're so close, you don't want something crazy, unfortunate to happen. But think um, of the finite number of people that is. I mean, how yeah. small, you know. Oh, it's so small. It's, it, it, it's very anecdotal. The number of NCAA players, right? I mean, it yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. McCaffrey did. Yeah. McCaffrey, did on the head there. Yeah. McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette started this. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. Madison, by the way, is looking for two uh, tickets to the Gamecocks LSU women's game, which is going to be big. No, good uh, I know a lot of people of uh, – a lot of people really love Kim Mulkey. So, like the, I think the queen, I think, the queen of Walmart. I thought Keith. I think he's got a signed photo from her in his office, doesn't he? Also, he, yeah, he loves Kim Mulkey. Today. Oh yeah, yeah. biggest biggest Mulkey he's fan got, on the planet. He, he's, he's got, got a he's, poster he, he's and all got, kinds of stuff. He's got the Playboy. Y'all remember the yeah. Kim Mulkey Playboy? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Me, neither do I. Do, do people still still subscribe to Playboy? Is that a thing? I think it's kind of it's actually become pretty classy, you know. Oh. I was talking about what was I talking about Hustler and Penthouse yesterday. Playboy's Play actually always been very classy. Phil, not I was so waiting for JC though. to go. Well, yeah, they subscribed to. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, but no. Well, of I don't course know they do. They Everybody know. subscribes to play. No, I actually I have no idea. Um, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I wonder what that costs you nowadays. <laughs> I like the articles, the very informative articles. In the, what did it cost before? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I read the articles. Yeah, that was that used to be the big excuse. That was in a movie. Somebody's yeah. like selling their penthouse collection on eBay or something. One time I looked at it, I was like, why in the, I mean, that's probably a very sticky proposition, I would say. Yeah. If you, if you, nice. If you bought the deck stack of someone's personal contention, play, you know, so, um, SC George says, can't stand what opt outs are on the sidelines or the bowl game. I even Notre Dame players during the Gator Bowl that were interviewed. If you're opt out, you shouldn't be a part of the team from that point. Uh, yeah, some people feel that way. Beamer, Beamer said, you know, that's it. And the opt, and I think the opt-outs were still allowed to maybe be around. They weren't allowed to travel. But if you got in the portal and you said, I'm going in the transfer portal and, uh, you know, and, and you still wanted to play in the bowl game, Beamer was no. Beamer was a no. So there's that. I remember in the, um, the Belk Bowl, the ever-infamous – Virginia shutout in Charlotte. We were on the second row behind the bench, and 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 I remember thinking, again, I, I try to sell this very respectfully because anybody that puts on a uniform of a team that I pull for, I, I really truly appreciate. But but I remember Rashad Fenton just standing there when he wouldn't go back in the game. Ah, yeah, that was bad. Bad look for Rashad. He just stood there holding his helmet and. There's people yelling at him, and it was pretty toxic. I, I felt for him, but he had also kind of brought it on himself. Um, you know, it's best if you're not going to play just to not be there. Yeah. 
I would agree with that. Just don't uh, don't show up. Any and Rashad wasn't an opt out. He just quit in the middle of the game. So yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't yeah. cool. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously he went on and played for the Chiefs, Falcons, whatever, and, and has done well. But uh, man, you know, I just uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just yeah. uh, it's just one of those things. Well, we got to hit a break. Uh, second to last break of the show. Flying by, flying yeah, by, always uh, right here. Talk a little bit about a Super Bowl. Major League Two is the uh, with Rube. Yeah, that's for that's the movie. Yeah, I uh, Rube. I, I, I thought Major League Two was pretty solid. Yeah, Omar it was. Epps, Omar Epps replacing Wesley Snipes as uh, Willie they were Mays. Both Hayes. Great. Major League Three the was whole, not. No, 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 no. That but it was, it was, uh, was filmed three, here, though. That was yeah, an was, insult to American cinema, as my but it was but it was filmed down here. It was filmed here in, in they Charleston. Used, yeah, they used Old College Park. They used Somerville High School. They used uh, the College of Charleston, like at Rimley's Point, and a couple other places. But I know a bunch of people. Scott Foxhall was in it, the pitching coach at uh, Mississippi State. He was an umpire, and there's a there's a bunch of people that were that I knew that was in that. I, mean, I remember when they were filming it. It was it was cool to see them film it. But Scott Bakula, Major League Three, that's crazy. My man, Scott Scotty Bakula. Hey, well, Scott Bakula was also in the movie Necessary Roughness. And right. my yeah. boy, Ro- Robert Loggia, was in it as Wally Regendorf, the defensive yeah. coordinator. One of the best movies ever. Well, dude, that's a great – Kathy Ireland was the kicker. Yeah, I, yeah, mean, I know. Uh, and I'll, I'll never forget Dylan Thompson against Vanderbilt. And th- this is what a miracle Dylan Thompson's development was during 2012. They put him in against Vandy, right? Because Connor got hurt, and I was at that game. It was really close. I mean, Marcus saved the day that day, uh, and he looked like the backup quarterback from Necessary Roughness. Remember the guy with the glasses? He just turned around and ran the other direction and fell down. <laughs> that was Dylan. And I was like, boy, if Connor can't stay healthy, this team's in trouble. But boy, uh, Dylan, Dylan responded pretty amazingly that year. Yeah, he I'll, I'll came never around. Forget. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. I was actually texting with um, – I'm sure he wouldn't mind anybody knowing this now. But he was at Virginia Tech at the time, Shane Beamer. Uh, I was out in Las Vegas. Uh, went to Vegas by myself for Thanksgiving. It was crazy. Uh, and I, I was just texting with him, congrats on beating UVA because for the 28th straight time or whatever. And they had played Clemson at Virginia Tech that year. And I said, hey, I'm hearing Connor Shaw won't start in the game tonight. He's like, wow, Clemson will win by two or three touchdowns. Too much offense. Well, the Gamecocks won the game. <laughs> and Dylan played a really good game. And I, I'll have to admit that surprised me. Dylan throws the winning touchdown pass in the Outback Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Had, had a great career and went on to set some records as a senior. But uh, that was – that was that. that's the analogy I always use when I talk about how much better Dylan Thompson was from game one to the end of the year. Um and my understanding was the lights just started coming on at practice. He started hitting them and hitting them and hitting them. So that was uh, that. Was that. But anyway, let's get to a break. We'll be back right after uh, these messages. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right. Even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. 
In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell, Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Warrior of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662. Mention you heard it here, and he will take $500 off any of your projects. And gentlemen, while I feel like we use the word Gamecock in our uh, title here, we should uh, mention something about the tough loss last night by the men's basketball team against Missouri. All right, glad um, you mentioned it. Now on to tennis. Yes, yeah, that's right. And we've hit that, and we will quit it. No, <laughs> the, uh, the the yeah, one thing, that, uh, yeah, <laughs> one thing I'm thinking about this is like, okay, so you know, relative to expectations, right? I don't think anybody was thinking this team was going to make a run realistically this year and, or do anything in the SEC. Are we finally now beginning over the past two games, albeit losses, tough ones? Seeing some of this improvement as a, from the team as a whole to say that there is some, you know, incremental advancement as we move forward in the schedule. Well, I mean, they've been closer games. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, I mean, I think you could certainly make an argument for that. I, I, I still don't 
know that I understand ex- exactly what brand of basketball they they I don't know who they are. Yeah. Um. Uh. I I think with. I mean, I, I think that you have to give, yeah, I think you, even in losses, I think you have to give credit where credit is due. And the fact the last two games, they haven't quit. Um, You know, they've lost every game since they beat Kentucky, which is just unbelievable. You get a Rupp and, and you, they're one in 10 in the league and their one win is at Rupp Arena. I mean, that, that just makes zero sense. Uh, And then they proceeded after that to lose by, you know, 40 to A&M, 12 to Ole Miss, 15 to Auburn, 21 to Florida, 13 at Georgia, a team that you've beaten 12 straight games, uh, 15 to Mississippi State. And then, you know, the last couple of games, they've they've found a way to, to kind of figure it out. There was nobody, you know, there's really been nobody coming to watch him play. They know that the fan base is apathetic, I'm sure. You've got the GVG comments from the other day. And, um, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, you got to give them credit where credit is due. They're, they're not winning, but they certainly – at least the last couple of games haven't, you know, just been getting their brains beat in. Yeah, it's just people are talking about one and seven. That's today's poll question. Will South Carolina basketball go one and seventeen in the SEC? Uh I, I think if they keep playing like they did the last two, uh and really against Georgia as well, they'll beat somebody. Vanderbilt coming in on Valentine's Day, and that's a team the Gamecocks took to overtime at Nashville. LSU, uh, I think it's one and Two and ten, something like that in the league. One and eleven, one and nine in the league. Uh, You know, they're not probably not beating Alabama. Probably not winning in Knoxville. Probably not winning in Starkville. Then you got Georgia at the end of the year. You know, they they can win two or three. You got Ole Miss coming up next. They're just two and yeah. Yeah. The next next three games: Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and LSU. They're all terrible, just like Carolina is. So, however, after that, unfortunately, they have to run into Bama and Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah. That's and if you really recall, that's exactly what we were thinking after the uh, Kentucky win. It was like, well, you got some winnable games coming up. Here. Yeah, they, they didn't, <laughs> no, they didn't and U-Haul. I mean, yeah, I don't think fifty percent from three is going to be sustainable before they started chucking. It uh, up. You know what? From the floor on the on the hole isn't. Uh, you know, I don't think that is either. I, I, you haul I'm glad he mentioned three point shooting because I, I, I'm. Some, help me help you. I, I don't understand this. How how does Chico Carter shoot 48.3% from long range, and he shoots about three of them a game? Right. Yet we take about 30 as a team. So the guy who's your best three-point shooter shoots less than 10% of your three-pointers? Hello? I, I All right. I, I don't know. I don't know that I get that. I mean, yeah, does that speak to coaching? Does that, you know, if I don't want to put words in Keith Alsep's mouth, but something tells me the words coaching malpractice would be used there. <laughs> I, it just doesn't, you know, like it, it it's, it's, it, yeah, I don't know, man. They're, they're at the end of this year, you know, we'll, we'll really have to, to make sure that we include everything into our, our bag of, of, whatever it's going to be regarding Gamecock basketball. Because, I mean, Josh Gray was a guy who I, I didn't understand why he wasn't playing. And now he's playing, and you can see the development. I mean, he he's a guy who Frank was bringing along. Frank Frank developed big guys. People don't remember that, and um, you never know what, what's going to happen with Michi out there. I I I, I think that Gigi's gotten better, um, but I'd, I'd refer to another basketball expert for that. Um, Chico Carter is your best three point shooter, and he doesn't shoot three pointers, so I don't really understand why that is. Yeah, I don't know. 
Kevin, Kevin in the chat box says if, if Chico took more threes, Hayden Brown wouldn't be able to miss as many. <laughs> it would improve his yeah. percentage. Well, Hayden hey, Brown it, is not afraid to fire the ball up. I'll say no. that right. Well, no, he's not. And and you know that's it's probably and look. I, I applaud his confidence. I mean, he missed three last night. He he did have a nice game. He was eight of sixteen from the floor overall. Um, I think he had a bunch of points early. And then they kind of slowed him down, but he's playing out of position. You know, this is a, a lot of this is above his head. I know he's one of the leaders of the team. He's doing the best he can. It's just this is tough to watch. All of it. Yeah, to me, to me, Chico shooting the ball and the Josh Gray not playing over Bosman's Verdonka. I said many times that was verdunculus. That was because I always thought like, okay, so Josh Gray has stuff you can't coach. Seven feet tall, two hundred seventy pounds. Very nice, very good footwork, like athleticism. I mean, the, the dude could play tight end if he wanted him to. But seven feet tall, he's yeah, put he's, together like that. He just needed refining, and 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 I think confidence was a big deal with him too. But the only way you're going to solve that for Josh Gray is to play him, and you're getting blown out by mid majors anyway. And Verdonculus is out there breaking layups and, and getting boxed out, and throwing elbows, you know? Uh, so that, but, but look, coaches have to make decisions. I'm not a coach, you know, coaches have to make decisions in the moment based on a variety of factors and a lot of information we're not privy to. Okay. So I'm not trying to like sit there and say, I know better than, um, than Lamont Paris, as far as who he needs to be playing. Uh, I just think, in general, a very good rule of thumb is uh, when you have a lot of physical gifts and you're quite not there as a player, the fastest way to get better as a player in any sport, I think, is to actually play the game. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think once you start getting those minutes, and we've seen it with Gray. He started getting the minutes. The proverbial light has come on. Marion makes a good point. Set screens for Chico to come off so he can shoot the three ball. Yeah, I, 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 he's always been a really good shooter. I, I don't know why they don't, you know, rock and roll with him. But uh, Clint says BBV may be the least skilled player I've ever seen. Ah, you didn't see O'Brad Ignatovic play, did you? Back in the 80s. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't I wasn't a big either. David. <laughs> I wasn't a big David Ross fan either as far as like. <laughs> I like his, David Ross. You back off. He, <laughs> David know, Ross guy. He, he, would, he, he was a high-volume three-point shooter as well, <laughs> like Hayden Brown. I'm a, but David, I'm a David uh, Ross yeah, guy. He, he'd be sitting there, and, he, you know, he'd just chuck him up. Boom, boom, boom. So, anyway. I'm a David, I'm a David Ross guy. I'm a Herbert Lee Davis guy. I'm a William Gallman guy. Herbert Lee Davis throwing throw in the nineties. Speaking of the nineties, I did this just for you, just because you know it's well. Why not? Because this show sometimes goes well off the rails. I I, I did no. come to the conclusion though, and I've thought this for a while, but I want to make this public. Respect my decision, please. Um, I think that the greatest football movie decade of all time is the nineties. And to back up my strong stance on this, based on Ranker.com, and I can't say that I would 
I might disagree a little bit with some of it. Let me read you the top eight football movies of the 90s. You ready for this? Drum Vars- roll, please. Yeah. Starting at number one and down. Varsity Blues. Rudy. That's number one. Varsity yeah. Blues is. Ah, there goes my hero and John Boyd. R- Rudy. Little Giants. The Water Boy. The Program. Necessary Roughness. Any Given Sunday. And Jerry Maguire. Now, we all of us will rank those differently. I understand that. I'm just saying that those are the top eight movies. That's what rankers got them. I would have the order a little bit differently. However, JC, I don't want you to feel bad because your favorite movie does come in 14th on this list, and you can rank it anywhere you want to. I'm sure you'll rank it at number one. Air Bud, Golden Receiver. I'm going to tell you guys the best movie of all time for uh, football. I'm gonna throw a little uh, phrase called "oyage" at you. Oyage, oyage. All right, it's a little movie called. It's a Disney movie. A little movie called Gus. Yeah, that's not. Oh, y'all yeah. remember Gus? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. the meal yeah. of you're putting that over Air Bud. Meal. Yes, I would definitely put Gus in, uh, over the uh, Air Bud. Definitely. Maybe not over anything else. Now, is Jerry Maguire a football movie? That's exactly what I was about to say. It's a Cameron Crowe film. I kind of have that in a a, Cameron Crowe genre. It centers around one of the leading characters as a football player. I would consider it a football movie. It's got football action in it. Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. I love the horror. I wasn't a big varsity blues guy. I, I did Whoa. like any good. I, I loved any given Sunday a lot more than a lot of people do. I wait. Um, you need to tell me Miss Davis alone didn't uh, nothing. That's it. That mean you can varsity blues. Miss Davis, no. Dude, I liked uh, I like Varsity Blues. Don't get me wrong, John. You you like- Moxon, the little Moxon <laughs> guy got on my nerves. I don't want your life. What about what about uh, Miss we Davis? Just kids, what uh, was Friday Night Lights? Not in the nineties. The, the one with Billy Bob Thornton. That was two thousand four. That was yeah. That is yeah. one of the thousand. Yeah, that is one of the best. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. What if, I, I have Probably to say, a freaking river. Of all of those, uh, I would say one of my favorite movie quotes ever. It comes out of the Little Giants. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, Billy Bob, Joe Bob, or whatever from Varsity Blue. He died recently. He did. Yeah. A couple years ago. He is a heck of an actor. That was good. But uh, yeah, I thought any given Sunday, I'm an Oliver Stone guy as it is and the way it was shot. Oliver Stone loves to like have dialogue underneath like shots of people not saying anything. Like, in other words, my voice would be going along and all of a sudden you turn a shot and I'm like, and then, so like, you know, and in that, in that monologue, Al Pacino does where in hell gentlemen, you fall away back from hell. I mean, that, that's all it is. There's a Football. line from every one of these movies that you can. I mean, like the Water Boy. I, I say this all the time. Hmm. That brings me to my next point. Don't <laughs> smoke crack. <laughs> LT. LT. Don't smoke crack. Don't. Hey, uh, don't. Uh, 
so so there's two really good. Craiger has a great point in the chat box. Is Teen Wolf a basketball movie? Oh, close, right? I mean, I what was the I mascot? Teen Wolf is more right. of a basketball movie than Jerry Maguire is a football movie. Yeah, they okay. were Beavers. Oh, that's an interesting. I was going to ask my 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 response to Craig would be is dot is Die Hard a Christmas movie and that'll help me answer uh, the question. No, yeah, yeah. that blows people's <laughs> mind. Uh, I think it is. I think it is. I go uh, Christmas movie with Die Hard. Marion, this is a great yeah. question. Who's worse at shooting the three ball, Brown or Lakeem Jackson? Always hate when Lakeem had to shoot a free throw. I think Lakeem Jackson by a mile there. As far as shooting, Lakeem, like you want to talk about somebody that should have played defensive end. That was Lakeem Jackson. Three pointers or free throws? Uh, He said three. I I think Lakeem was not that. I thought he was like 18% from three and 28% from the line. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Compared to Hayden Brown. No, Lakeem. Lakeem by a mile. Yeah. Lakeem just couldn't shoot. Hayden can shoot sometimes, but. yeah, so yeah, I, I didn't like 1990s uh, TV or movie characters that were whiny, like on Friends. Like, I wasn't a big Friends guy. Like, every woman I've ever had a relationship with as an adult loves Friends. Ex wife loves Friends. Ex girlfriends loves Friends. Uh, platonic women friends, all of them love Friends. We love Friends. We just love I love Friends. I liked it. I'll call it the last year of it, but Ross drives me nuts. Like Ross caused an entire generation of guys to give up their man card. I mean, think about it. Oh my man, Rachel. Oh my god. Oh my, my, my get off the plane, Rachel. Where's my Rachel? Oh my, 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 my. I, get get a life, loser. I, I mean, if, you know, if she if she left me for France, I would have cried too. I would have I would have also driven to the airport and stopped playing. But I wouldn't have whined about it like he did. Yeah, I would have never did. broken up with her in the first place. Yes, his own fault. What an idiot. Oops, sorry, I'm going to break for you. Let me give all of my men, my fellow men, a little bit of advice. If you get a chance to date Jennifer Aniston, don't break up with her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Don't break up with Jennifer Aniston. You all ask if I was having a stroke. No. Even thankfully. currently. I mean, you know. I mean. <laughs> exactly. Jennifer Aniston. I still love office. She was in Office Space, and that's the one movie I, I'll, I'll, she mailed it in. Like in Office Space, you ever notice like her, how her how bad her acting in Office Space is? So like she's yeah. not interested in being there. She's just playing the character. Everybody's like Lumberg, dude. He's like, oh yeah, Lumberg. You know, she's just awful. Anyway, um, anyway, that's beside the point. But everybody I know loves Friends, and I'm just not. I'm just not. A, I'm just not. I was more of a. I was a Seinfeld guy. I thought Cheers was the best sitcom ever. Probably Cheers followed by Sanford sure. and Son. Um, but yeah, that's just me. I, Saunders I says, the, "Yeah, go ahead. nope, go ahead." Now, Saunders like most unrealistic part of Friends is that group of thirty somethings had the time and money to meet up at the same bar every day. <laughs> it was a coffee shop, yeah. So yeah, you know, in freaking New York City, right? Wasn't that? <laughs> Back even in the nineties, you're talking five dollar lattes and not and not Lance Players type of, of lattes. Yeah, it was a public so. museum curator. I mean, come on. So Family ties change his name to Latte Player. Latte Player. Latte. Clint says Family Ties is side or his favorite. I'll tell you this about Family Ties right now. So if God said, JC, 
you have uh, a romantic day tonight with the girl of your dreams. Um, and y- y- the key to, uh, I don't want to say closing the deal. What, what, how do I put this? The key to having a successful date is to your, your mood music. But here's a stipulation. You can only use 1980s sitcom theme songs to set the mood. 1980s? I'm going with not 1980s. I'm going with Family Ties every single time. If you listen to the lyrics of that it's song, winner. that's right. It's like a Barry White song. I guess we've been together for a million years. I guess we'll be together for a million more. It's like I started breathing the night we kiss. And I can't remember what I ever did before. Do you what do everything do, in your coach, coach of voice? Without now? us. It's supposed to be Barry White. <laughs> what would we do and then at the end of the song, there's a shot of the <laughs> There's a shot in yeah, the Yeah, it, it ends. Like Let's close it out. Because there, <laughs> there ain't nothing we can love each other through. What we do, baby, without us. Da-da-da-da. Sha-da-da-da. Dude, it's a pimp song. You know how some people, when they do like a foreign accent, it's like either always Australian or always British. Like they can't get any other one out. They tell you it's French, but it's actually like British. Well, Everything yeah, you do right is now Coach O. Well, it's because like, of my stupid voice. It's like I feel I feel like Marge from The Simpsons or, you know, the, my, my friend Kenny from The Bar. He loves Mount Carmel <laughs> High School. We're, we're going to steer this back to sports, Jan, I promise. Uh, my friend Kenny, he loves he, Mount Carmel High School is his big Chicago, and he went to Mount Carmel and played there. So he's always, he's always like, hey, JJ, Mount Carmel. We got to go to Mount Carmel game pretty soon. Blah, 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 blah. Coach and O again. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he's a he's a Chicago version of Coach Up. Oh. <laughs> James mentioned Taxi is the best sitcom. That that was a pretty solid one. Okay. And, you know, Night Court and Wings were also not bad. And Coach, don't Coach. ever forget Coach. Yeah, Coach was great. Night Court's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Lance says he's a latte destroyer. That's good. Cheers had a great theme song, but I never got well, past that to watch the actual show. Quantrell said, <laughs> well, "You missed a lot of." Uh, Sam Malone and all those his, his ladies or whatever. All right, we'll hit a final break and come back. We'll steer it back towards sports, folks. Okay. Right after these messages. First, the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more. They sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com. Enjoy your consultation right now. 
She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks the show. Hey, Mo Kaba here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. <laughs> New Oracle? Yeah, we know. It's a it's a strange commercial. We 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 know. Uh, it's, Some, it's okay, somebody though. booked a Disney vacation through her the other day, though, so I feel good about it. Well, I mean, hey, right. it's work. It's effective. Well, I, I saw <laughs> I saw Shane last night. He was here in town, and I said, "Did I hear that you're in Disney World?" He said, "Yeah." <laughs> How was that? I rode all the rides. Shane seems like a guy who would ride all the rides. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Like every one of them. He he seems like. He, by the way, his speech it was uh, absolutely outstanding, and um, so it was, it was uh, good stuff. He had a really cool story he told about um, Juice Wells last night uh, here in the Low Country of Charleston, and um, pulling for Juice Wells. Put it that way. He had a a really 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 difficult upbringing. Um, if you've not had fun on this program, uh, you've got 14 minutes left to figure out how to do so, or you can head to Electric Bikes of Charleston or find them at electricbikescharleston.com for the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Like, maybe I should get Michelle to give us an e-bike for JC just to film after he's been down at his little Cheers pub up there in Chicago, and let's see how far he can make it until he has to cut on cut on assist mode i'd love to see matter of fact jc there's ice probably all over the place it is chicago in february jc on an e-bike and ice going 28 miles an hour we'll see if we can't get that filmed and probably fall and put into uh (laughs) into production all across the state of south carolina they will sell and service to you uh eventon velotric magnum e-bikes and more pedal assist uh it's something that actually encourages you so like if you think that you're, you just have to be lazy to get one actually no you don't at all the point of these things is to make you ride more so if you want to go to the beach if you want to go to the mountains if you're just riding around town in the midlands wherever it is uh you can go as far as basically you want to and if you can't get back home they'll get you home make sure you head to electricbikescharleston.com electric motors they're powerful 350 to 750 watts it's crazy they're uh unbelievably designed they even have bikes that fold like if you have a car and not a bike rack you can fold it the bike like a sandwich and put it into the back seat it's absolutely unbelievable the display screen is awesome it shows your speed shows your pedal assist level and so much more uh so uh, make sure you check out electricbikescharleston.com if you haven't done so and they power inside the gamecocks the show daily around here they certainly are powering us today because i have no idea what's happened in the last 30 minutes but We've got 12 more to find a way to wind through. Yeah, I just hate Ross from Friends. That's basically it. And you all says the moonlighting theme is better than Family Ties. I I, I would put that in my top three. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, the electric bike. All right, so I'm still trying to figure out how do I get 
up and down. Like I get a Cavett in Gatlinburg this summer with the fam, right? Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Maybe this is the solution to your Gatlinburg. The, boy, the boys are going to need transportation down the mountain to go do their thing and hang out. You know, they're teenagers, right? How do you get from the cabin to the mountain without getting a DUI? That's my question. Don't get caught. Well, but it's it's going to be easier to get caught in an SUV than on a golf cart. I mean, but I don't know if a golf cart will make it back up the mountain with my fat know. butt. I mean, did you see door. me getting stuck on a golf cart going up? Like I'm just so fat I can't get up the damn. I'm like, eh, and its tires are spinning. And going, yeah, you're going to have to insist on gas powered. You're gonna- <laughs> Brad the says Uber and Lyft, but ooh, 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 Uber and Lyft do not go in Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. He's very, very lucky if you get an Uber or Lyft in that place. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm just still confused. I'm thinking about the electric bike. That's my point. Think about the electric bike. Maybe get a couple. couple uh, four. You, you need to ask Michelle. Ask her what to do. She'll tell you I'm what probably to do. Will. I am very confused. I need to know what to do about this. So anyway, <laughs> how can I get down the mountain without getting a DUI? Uh, Jan, <laughs> anyway. can you get a discount on the bike if you mention the show? I'll have to ask about that. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, I definitely have to do that. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. Big women's basketball game this weekend. We mentioned uh, all jokes about Mulkey aside. Uh, it, it, it is a big deal. Um, I think that uh, the women's program, I mean, I, I know we got some folks that are big women's basketball fans and got some that aren't. So I won't spend a lot of time on this, but I'll say it's a net positive because you kind of look at, at their games, some, some of their games this year, man. They won at UConn on Fox. That's network TV. That's always a bigger audience. They won at Stanford on ABC. That's network TV. Even though they did go, you know, the, the Stanford game at least went up against pro football, the ratings for those games were out. And, and anytime that happens, that showcases South Carolina. And I think that's a net positive. Uh, and so you got another big one this weekend. Uh, the game is sold out at Colonial Life Arena, so you get to see what the arena looks like with with it being full. I, I think it's been a while, uh, at least on the men's side it has. So, uh, you know, big game this weekend. LSU is probably, because they hired Mulkey, that's probably the team Carolina's going to have to, to, to spar with. I mean, for a while in the league, it's always been Tennessee's always been there, but it's all about kind of like Mississippi State. I know Kentucky's given Don Staley's team some problems at times, AM, um, AM at times, but uh, this, uh, you know, this LSU program is like a rocket ship, it's on its way up. So, big game at Colonial Life on, on Sunday, yeah. You know, you know, what's also interesting about it is actually if you go look at the standings right now, the Gamecocks are in second place. In the league, that's because LSU's played eleven games. Carolina's played ten, but um, yeah. But um, let's not forget now, and Don won't let them forget. They do have to play tomorrow night at Auburn. Auburn is is not very good, just three and seven overall, and thir- or three and seven overall in the league, thirteen and nine overall in the season. And then you get to LSU on ESPN on Sunday afternoon. I will add this: I think South Carolina is going to beat the hell out of LSU Saturday at Colonial Life Arena. I don't think it's going to be a close game. 
All right, I, mean, I don't know if it, who's LSU has played up to this point. They haven't played anybody. I didn't You're think right. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Don't play nobody. Welcome no. to stifling defense and uh, <laughs> and a raucous. I know play. they haven't played in an environment like what's about to hit them on Sunday. No. The women's oh, basketball yeah, no. environment. You know, and people talk about you know Dawn Staley and, and and what she's built. She's she has built. Uh, one of the best teams in the country year in and year out. But if you also look at the South Carolina job as a whole, you know, she hadn't just built, brought a bunch of five stars in and won a bunch of games. She's built a, an entire program. I mean, you, you think about the crowds and the women's basketball crowds are a lot different than the baseball crowd, the football crowd, the men's basketball crowd. It's a, it's kind of a, a unique group. There are, there's a lot of crossover, but then there's also not. And so, well, you know, the, got, the, 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 you can't say enough about the program she's built and the, how she's elevated this job from nothing to one of the best in the country. Well, and you that's there you go, because although Susan Walvey has had some nice years here, when she when when, when her tenure was over at Carolina, they were awful. And and so you, you can almost draw some parallels to. Uh, to and and Don, they weren't much better when Don took over. It took her a couple of years to kind of get this thing kicked into gear a little bit, you know. And so, what you're hoping is that maybe there are some parallels to the men's program. There are that conversation conversation going for two hours. I know we're comparing. I'm not comparing Lamont Paris and, and Don Staley, but what I'm just saying is on the on premise is Don took over an awful, 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 awful program. And it took her a couple of years, and and now it hasn't slowed down. And 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 to 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 put a cherry on top, thirty three straight weeks ranked at number one. Nobody's ever done that in in the history of the SEC. And there's a team that used to run the entire country named Tennessee that was in the S that's in the SEC. So take it for what. Pathead Summit, yeah, that's uh, LSU. James says LSU game Sunday. Did I say Saturday? I'm sorry. Sunday. Yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. So that's a. We'll have to get the old. We got reservations, guys, at the watering hole for Super Bowl. Like this is a big deal. Oh, so, so, oh, so you will have up. dual TVs for those that will be uh, at yeah. home. Will you dual TV this? Will you do women on one side, Super Bowl coverage on the other? Actually, here, here's a question. We'll get it. How about we, we, Phil, put this in the notes. We'll, we'll, we'll do this tomorrow or Friday. How early do does everybody start watching Super Bowl coverage on Super Bowl Sunday? No. Oh. Mm. Are you are you the are you a nooner? Or are you like, nah, I'm going to kick it into gear around 5 o'clock? How early do you wa start watching Super Bowl coverage? It's some people. I used to be early guy. Just turn it on and let it ride. And the minute the pregame started, right after the church services, you just <laughs> put it on and let it go. But I don't do that anymore. Not so much. How about you, JC? I don't even watch it until the game starts. <laughs> I just uh, – I, I don't really have a lot of interest in, like, the stories, I, I guess, and, and, and the, and the pregame and most NFL analysis. Like, I don't watch the NFL pregame shows either. I'll have it on. Uh, but, honestly, I don't watch game day either. Yeah, And y'all may y'all may come down on me about that. I, I, I'll have it on. I'll glance at it. Uh, don't really care about Tom Rinaldi. And what he does, I don't. I mean, you know, every now and then I, I will, but I, I, I'll probably go. My focus will be on, uh, you know, the gorgeous Kim Mulkey and uh, in that in that game in the afternoon, and then 
lead that let that lead me into the Super Bowl. I, I'll I'll be more busy looking at my app, figuring out like what prop bets I want to make and stuff. Like last year, I did the national anthem time and won. Uh, and then and then the place we go, we have all these squares that we take. I mean, it's a pretty good deal. You pay a certain amount, you get a reserve seat, all you can eat, all you can drink. Uh, up there at Tavern in the Glen. So, so Saunders says three three minutes before kickoff. Now, Brad, I know the game will be over before kickoff, I, but Super Bowl coverage begins at like ten a.m. So I'm just wondering if how early people turn it on. I what does Lance do? Uh, like Lance, what what is your occupation? He drinks lattes. <laughs> <laughs> Judging from where he lives, he literally could be living the Homer Simpson lifestyle because there is a <laughs> nuclear power plant near his home, oh, and I he like does Lance, drink man. a lot. And that's, I will be greatly disappointed if he's not some sort of nuclear security facility. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, so he's, the, he's a security guy for the nuclear plant. He's on his ass half the time. Uh, uh. I've had beer. Okay, so I've had beers with both of y'all and Jan. And Lance Player is like the next person from this whole operation. Right. I, want to have beers with. <laughs> uh, I probably missed one or two of you guys that I have had beers with, but I, I apologize for that. But I, I saw Jan's name and Jan and I have tailgated before, so that's good. But Brad says basketball game will be over before here kickoff. Okay, well, that's cool, Brad. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not worried about kickoff. I'm not going to watch the pregame show though. Like I said, I'll be trying to figure out my prop bets. You know, who's going to win the Puppy Bowl, that kind of stuff. <laughs> who's that? Who's the halftime show? Beer thing? Oh, it's a uh, Rihanna. Won't be. Oh, Chris Stapleton, there. my boy Chris Stapleton is doing the national anthem. Yeah, I will that. watch. Yeah. That'll. I will watch the national anthem, and I bet it goes long too. Uh, Quantrill says hypothetical Elaine from Seinfeld or Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I'd have to go close. with Jennifer Aniston on that one. No, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Love Elaine. She's no Aniston, no doubt. No. Joe Jam, by the way, uh, builds a PBR tree before every Carolina baseball game at Founders Park. Be sure to go by and check out his artwork if you're walking into the stadium. It's gorgeous. <laughs> we couldn't find any trees at Kentucky. A bunch of a bunch of bluegrass, if you will. But uh okay. Coach O. He got another one. Joe, we're gonna we'll do a beer tree. We're gonna do a PBR tree. I'm gonna do the Molson Ice tree for our Canadian friends. <laughs> hey. I gotta get my throat fixed, guys. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna, yeah, gonna wreck your throat. <laughs> Where's the happy trail music, Phil? We gotta get out of here, man. Oh, it is a minute yeah, to go. Hold on. Minute to go. Happy trails. Am I the only one that watches a clock around here? Well, you're the only one who's been Oh, it makes we you feel want good. You to come back and listen to the show tomorrow. What do we have tomorrow? And if you don't, we got Chris Phillips, High Energy Thursday, and still working on other surprise guests. Always working. Uh, by the way, by the end of the week, we'll release our schedule for opening day. I think people will be pretty happy about it. Yeah, that's a week from a week from Friday. So you guys get ready. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be fun. All right. Good to see all of you. Thanks, everybody. All right. Happy Wednesday. See you tomorrow at 11 right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented by Express Sunrooms and live always from the Cinerama Columbia Studios.